Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. No BK today or tomorrow. He will be back on Wednesday. Blues will be back in action on Thursday when they take on the New Jersey Devils. They are off today as they're getting back from the All-Star break and what was the Olympic break. They expect to hit the ice tomorrow for practice and then practice on Wednesday and then that game against the Devils on Thursday. So talk a little blues and talk a little trade deadline because uh, we are a little over, what, a month away from uh, the trade deadline of the National Hockey League. We bring in one of my favorites, Matt Larkin, senior writer at the Hockey News. You can follow him on Twitter at THN Matt Larkin. He joins us on the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Matt, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Alex, and I'm telling you, my cheeks turn red every time you say celebrity line. I don't deserve that title. <laughs> well, no, believe me, we all think you're a celebrity when we get the chance to talk with you here, and I know a lot of people are excited for the second half of the season. But before we get into that, what did you think of the All-Star festivities over the weekend in Vegas with Jordan Cairo stealing the show at the Fastest Skater competition and technically kind of stealing the show on the uh, actual All-Star uh, tournament? Yeah, I still think in terms of the overall event, it's a work in progress. There are some exciting ideas, you know, especially with the blackjack game. But sometimes the league can't get out of its own way. You have Trevor Zegers pulling off that amazing move, and then you have John Hamm giving it to his old St. Louis buddy, Alex Pietrangelo, instead. And you have a lot of people who are angry who place bets at sportsbooks. So it wasn't perfect. <laughs> But it was exciting, and it was very impressive to see Jordan Cairo showing off those wheels. We've been talking about those wheels for a long time, and I'm not surprised that he showed it off on the big stage because he's having a great year, but we've been waiting for a while for more people to get to know what type of talent he has. Yeah, nothing better than All-Star Weekend. And then uh, when Pete DeBoer, who was coaching the Pacific Division in his press conference after the Pacific Division's loss, uh, he basically said, I'll be honest, I was a little hungover. Goes to show you how Vegas truly is for these All-Star games and, and the festivities that take place. But, you know, speaking of Jordan Cairo, Matt, uh, we, we opened up the show talking about this. And to be able to beat Connor McDavid on the fastest skater competition, we all know what he did in the Winter Classic. He leads the Blues in points, 42 points in 40 games. Are we starting to see Jordan Cairo, in your opinion, emerge as a star or a superstar in the NHL? Absolutely. I, I wouldn't go superstar yet, but I would say star. And again, this, this meets the pedigree that we were aware of and tracking for several years leading up to not just this year, but last year as well. It's not like he was a first-round pick, but he quickly achieved steel status, right? He was such a dominant junior. He was a scoring machine showing those wheels, showing, showing those hands that I think even a year removed from him being drafted – 
I think he was being talked up as someone who would have been a high pick if there was a do-over in the draft. So it was just a matter of time, a matter of him getting stronger and sort of just getting to, it's sort of a cliche you hear from scouts, but learning to be a pro, learning the lifestyle. And again, developmentally for a lot of people his age, it's been very rocky in this COVID era. There are a lot of delays, postponements for some kids that are on taxi squads. It's really hard to get momentum, to get to know your teammates in the same way that you normally would. There's just so many different variables that any player who's you know been in the league for two or three years or less has to endure in this era. And you never know. Maybe that affected Jordan Cairo. It slowed him down, but he's finally putting it all together. And I absolutely think it's legit. This is what he was supposed to do. We're talking with Matt Larkin, senior writer at the Hockey News here on BK and Ferrario. Uh, Matt, when you look at the second portion of the season, when it starts back up, of course, if you're a Blues fan and a hockey fan, you're going to say, well, they need Jordan Cairo to continue this pace. But what's been what's so surprising about this season is he's not the only guy who's been headlining for the Blues when you look at the first 44 games. You bring up the names Pavel Buchnevich and Robert Thomas and Vladimir Tarasenko. All of these guys have put on a clinic in the first portion of the season. What do you make of this Blues team after 44 games played? Yeah, I think, first of all, you have to give credit to Doug Armstrong, pulled a great trade for Buchnevich and also for, for bringing in Brandon Saad as well, who's scoring at a 30-goal pace. But what's really impressed me about this Blues team, if you look at the identity, and this goes all the way back to, say, the Ken Hitchcock era, right? These teams have been very defensively sound. They don't allow many shots. But this Blues team, in my opinion, is one of the more different ones we've seen in a long time because this team's fast. This team has a power play that's above 28%. This team is seventh in the NHL in goals per game. And I think it's a testament to the Blues' depth when you can have a third line, you know, throwing out guys like Brandon Saad and Braden Shen and David Perron. That's your third line on certain nights, right? And if you want to call it a third line, but really it's a you know multi-line rolling system, it just shows how deep this team is. And there are so many toys to play with for Craig Brube to mix and match. And that top nine in particular is really strong. But even if you go down to the top 12, if you're putting a guy like Clint Costin, who's been really physical, and again, he is has been one of the Blues' bigger prospects, in a fourth-line role, that's a lot of talent to have back there as well. So that's what fascinates me about this team. It's more of an offensive weapon. It's a faster team, whereas the identity of the Stanley Cup winning team, that was a big physical team that had skill as well, but I think the defensive identity was more prominent. This time, it's flipped on its head, and the only downside is I do think this team is not great defensively. If you look at the numbers, they are near the top of the league at 5-on-5 expected goals against per 60 minutes. So they have to find a way to get that balance. They're scoring a lot, but they're not as good defensively as they have. And that's where I was going to go next with this, Matt, because that identity, if it is an offensive juggernaut, and I I mean, I would put them up there with the Colorado Avalanche, the Minnesota Wild and the Central Division for what they've done. Can a team like this win a Stanley Cup without that defensive identity? I don't think so. And I'm not saying the Blues need many pieces. I'm saying they need peace. They need one major piece, and I think that is a defenseman on the left side who can be a shutdown guy who can, and again, when I say shutdown, there are more than one, there's more than one way to define shutdown in this era. It doesn't have to be an absolute bruiser clone of Colton Prego with great size. It can be someone who drives the play, but it, it, however it's going to turn out, it has to be someone that impacts the defensive side of the puck. And if we're looking at names, you know, this is the drum that I've been banging for a month. Jacob Chikrin makes a lot of sense to me for the St. Louis Blues. He has the exact skill set that they're looking for. He can be a shutdown guy. He can kill penalties. You're getting him for multiple years. It's a great contract. And I think, theoretically, if Doug Armstrong is interested, he has a leg up in negotiations for trades over other GMs because he will be dealing with his old buddy, his former director of amateur scouting, 
Phil Armstrong in Arizona. So to me, that's a great fit in terms of just being able to, ha- to have the relations to work out a trade. And Bill Armstrong, if he's looking for futures, well, he scouted most of these guys in huh. the Blues system. He's super familiar with the organization. So I think it would be easier to find a fit in that sense. He'd probably know exactly what he wants. So I, that's, that's the fit that I'm, I'm watching for. Obviously, the question comes down to, do the Blues have the pieces? Because their farm system is not the deepest right now. Uh, because, you know, when you're a good team, that's the price you pay. You make trades, you trade away picks, you don't pick high in the first round. So their their farm crop is fairly depleted. So can you put the package together to pursue a big fish like Jacob Chikrin? Man, I'm glad you brought up Jacob Chikrin because he's a name that we've talked about a lot here in St. Louis coming up to this trade deadline. And you just mentioned, do they have the pieces to get a deal done? What do you think it is that Arizona is looking for in a trade for Jacob Chikrin? Well, it's pretty clear to me that the Coyotes are going scorched earth because when you have someone who's 23, who's making less than $5 million a year under control for four more years, that's the type of piece that typically every building team wants to get, not trade away. So the message there to me is if they're putting them on the block, then they want to start absolute square one. So they're looking for more first-round picks. They're looking for prospects that are not yet in the NHL that are, you know, teenagers or going to their entry-level deals. They want to start from absolute square one. And I think this is one of the more shameless uh, tanking jobs I've seen from a team ever. And that's not a knock on Bill Armstrong, what Arizona is doing. I respect the strategy, but it's just so blatant when you trade Christian Dvorak before the season starts, you punt basically your first line center for, for picks right before the season starts. You're saying, we don't care about winning. We want to lose. We want to take a shot at the first overall pick this year. So I think the best way to attract the Coyotes' interest is to dangle whatever you have. The problem is for the Blues, it does mean emptying out what they have left in that farm system. So it doesn't mean Jake Neighbors or Zachary Baldu. I think it probably does. Maybe both of them. On the defensive side with this, Matt, I mean, we, we've brought up Jacob Chikrin's name an awful lot, but there are other guys out there too. Like I know Ben Sherratt's name has been brought up in the past. I just don't know how he fits into this, but a couple of other names that have been brought up on our station. One is the Dane Ochara, of course, not uh, trending very well with the New York Islanders. And the other one that I was curious about was Ryan Graves in New Jersey. Do, do either of those names pique your interest in terms of the Blues acquiring them to turn them into a cup contender? I think Ryan Graves is the more intriguing name just because I think the Blues have this identity now is I think a team that can, they can move now. They can motor, right? This is a, I think the fastest Blues team I can remember in a long time. So if you're bringing in a Zidane Chara, I don't know if it necessarily solves your problem. Uh, just because to, to play shutdown defense in the modern game, you can't really be and not to say that Zdeno Chara hasn't been a phenomenal, you know, he's a Hall of Fame defenseman. But I'm just saying Zdeno Chara at this age, I don't think fits the ideal of being fleet-footed enough to play elite defense anymore. So Ryan Graves is based on age, and he has experience playing with high-end partners, of course, going back to Colorado. So he's a versatile player. You can put him anywhere in, in terms of your, your three pairings. I think that's a decent consolation prize to target if you don't want to pursue the home run swing with someone like Chikrin. Matt, you've mentioned the depth of the Blues forward, and we've talked about a lot here in St. Louis that this is probably the deepest the Blues have ever been, and I agree with you that they do seem to be missing that defensive-minded defenseman. Do you think with how deep they are at forward and the potential of, you mentioned Jacob Chicker, and it's going to cost picks and possibly emptying the farm system with like a Jake Neighbors, do you think this is the year that the St. Louis Blues should go all in and push their chips all in on the table and try and go all in and build this defense as best they can for a Stanley Cup run? I, I believe so. And I do think, you know, if you look at the life cycle of teams in the salary cap era, 
they reach a point where, you know, they win a Stanley Cup or they're close, so the Blues have, and you realize you're just in your, in your window and you have to sort of empty the tank to try and stay on top for an extended period. And eventually you, you crash, but you can stay in contention mode for several seasons. We saw it. the Pittsburgh Penguins have been doing it for years. Chicago Blackhawks did it for a while. The bubble eventually burst. But the Blues right now, if you look at their veteran pieces, right, Ryan O'Reilly, he's got one year left on his deal after this one. He's in his 30s now. Tarasenko, we have no idea what's going to happen in the summer. It seems like he is going to stay a Blue this season because he's been too important to the team, but maybe a trade still happens in the summer. And you have David Perron, he's a UFA after this season as well. So that, that veteran core is start, is aging out of the prime. Even Braden Shen, right? He's in his 30s now too. So I do think because of that, your, your top players now in the system, uh, I think a lot of them are, in, are on the wrong side of 30. And then, of course, you have the next wave coming led by Kyrie and Robert Thomas. But I think overall, if you look at the team's identity, it's becoming an older team, a veteran team that's squarely in its contention window. And I think it's close enough that you could make a couple key upgrades to get you into the elite tier. Final one I wanted to ask Matt Larkin of the Hockey News, senior writer with us here on BK and Ferrario. Matt does a, a great podcast if you're into to fantasy hockey. It's the Hockey News Fantasy Podcast. And about five days ago, Matt, you did one talking about Ville Husso being a big-time pickup in fantasy hockey. So, so maybe away from the fantasy hockey side of things, but just in terms of the rest of this season, do you feel like Ville Husso's the guy that the Blues should ride, or do you feel like Bennington deserves to get that shot in net one more time? Well, here, here's the fascinating catch-22. The very existence of Jordan Bennington as a successful NHL player reminds us of why you have to take a shot on Billy Husso, because Jordan Bennington was a late-blooming prospect who bided his time in the ECHL, AHL, finally got his shot, and they rode the hot hand, they win the Stanley Cup. That's exactly the trajectory that Billy Husso's on right now. He's 27 years old. He's a late-blooming prospect who has got a fairly decent you know, B-level grade in the system, very similar to Bennington. So the very fact that Bennington, you have that success story, you lose history, means that you might have another Bennington in Billy Huso, which is competing against current Bennington. So to me, this is a super fascinating story in the NHL because the Blues have this bizarre recent history, as I'm sure you've talked about on the show, of the backup outplaying the starter, whether it's, you know, Yaroslav Halak and then Brian Elliott set a record at the time for, for save percentage, right? Then you have Jake Allen and Brian Elliott. You have, then you have Jordan Bennington usurping Jake Allen. It's this weird history that goes on and on in St. Louis. And I do think you have to embrace it. And right now, Billy Husso, uh, if you look at on a per-game basis, has been right there with Igor Shosturkin, rate stats-wise, smaller sample size. But in terms of his overall play, he's been as good as any goalie in the NHL. So you've got to ride that for now, I think, and give him the lion's share of the starts, or at least 50-50 split, which they already have. Come playoff time, I know it's going to be hard because you're looking at you know, in Jordan Bennington, the, the player you've trusted that's gotten you to stay in the cup, he has the experience. So I do think it could still get interesting when you get to the playoffs. Do you give Bennington the net back? But right now, you've got to ride that hot hand because literally there's no goalie hotter in the NHL right now. Than He's, than Billy Huso. He is Matt Larkin, the senior writer at the Hockey News. I love talking hockey with him. A great follow on Twitter at THN Matt Larkin. Matt, thank you so much, buddy. I know you got a ton of work later on today. Appreciate you taking out some uh, times. Uh, Time out of your schedule today, easy for me to say, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks, man. Nice talking to you.
Searching for the perfect gift idea for that hard-to-buy person on your list? The Allbirds Wool Runner is a natural fit. It's made from ZQ-certified merino wool, a naturally cozy material with low environmental impact. And Allbirds offsets the carbon footprint, making the Wool Runner carbon neutral, so you can take comfort in treading lighter. This holiday season, give tidings of comfort and coziness with the Allbirds Wool Runner. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.